Welcome to episode one of Let's Watch Cop Rock, an 11-episode podcast discussing that classic police procedural rock musical soap opera crime drama, Cop Rock, 11 episodes of which aired on ABC during the fall of 1990. Over the course of this podcast as a whole, we discuss the events of the show, our reactions to the music, and the ways this program worked or didn't work, and why some of it still seems very relevant today. Sometimes we get political, sometimes we crack up uncontrollably, Sometimes we tell unbelievable but entirely true stories of our own lives intersections with crime or law enforcement or both. Every episode we play good cop, bad cop, or innocent bystander, and sometimes we aren't sure what to say beyond what the fuck. Cop Rock was brave and innovative in any number of ways. It took risks. It gambled big. It didn't always hit the jackpot. Sometimes it rolled snake eyes. The podcast is our way of tipping our hat to anyone brave enough to make art that doesn't always work. Because sometimes, sometimes, it works better than we could have possibly imagined. In this first episode, we're just getting started. Bear with us while we find our sea legs and get going. The episode is pretty long. Most of them clock in a little shorter. Watch the first episode of Cop Rock before listening. Trust me, it'll make a lot more sense that way. You can get Cop Rock on Amazon or direct from Shout Factory. There are links for each in the show notes. I want to make it clear we are in no way associated with the production of the television program Cop Rock, nor do any of us have any association with Shout Factory's production and distribution of the DVD version. We gain nothing financially from your purchase of Cop Rock. What we gather instead is the joy of spreading to others something we love. Mostly. We don't love everything about it, and I think we make that abundantly clear. But come along with us. Watch the show, listen in, and let us know what you think. Is this the best of bravery, taking risks and giving its all? Or was it something less than that? You can find Officer Orifice on Twitter as at Officer Orifice. I'm there too as at Cop Rocker. Our theme music is The Crime by Risework with full attribution in the show notes. Stick around at the end for a listen to what happened the very first time we tried to say our names. And now, let's watch Cop Rock. Yeah, order in the court's a very... It's, it's, it works here, too. You have uh, gavels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Which we don't in the UK. Really? No. How do they announce things? Or whatever. I don't know. Just what do they use to hit people? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't use anything to hit people with, apart from a very, very sharp British accent. But uh, order, see, right, yeah, um, and um, yeah, you'll, you have, can, you'll have the box, right? Oh, like the the, the witness box. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But no, um, um, you can always tell like a really shitty um, TV drama, British TV drama, if the judge uses a gavel. Because they just don't in the UK. And that's just somebody who's watched far too many American law shows writing it in. They just don't do that. (coughs) Anyway, right. Okay, Okay, well, uh, let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. I'm Detective Dudo. And I'm Officer Orifice. And I'm Lieutenant Luce. (laughs) And you're listening to the first episode of Let's Watch Cop Rock. Yay! Yay! I kind of wish we had theme music now. Mm-hmm. I'll see if I can edit some in, in Something background. strong and pulsing <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm already interested <laughs> 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 So um, 
Should we recap the episode? That's something we could do. That's something we could do. Yes. We can recap it as much as we can. Right. Yeah. I did get a bit lost. Not word by word. No, no, no. I'm not going to reenact it. I was really impressed with the crack house raid. Yeah. Yeah, That's actually beautifully filmed. That was was quite surprising. And I'm glad the cat didn't get killed. Yeah, me too. Well, at the beginning when it ran across Mm -hmm. the street. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. terrified. Very terrified. Um, Yeah, Yeah. I was actually worried that, like, the car would hit it or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, when I watched it, I was like, fuck. But it is dead now. Well, I'm... Well, That's what I'm saying. I mean, some cats are very long-lived. You know, the longest-lived cat right now is, like, 30. Yeah. But this, how long ago was this? 26 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it that cat? Do we know? It, it might be. <laughs> can we, can we fact-check fact that? It might be that its involvement in Coprock has made it immortal. I wouldn't be surprised. It might be the Shout Factory went and cloned it. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't get the collector's edition that came with a kitten. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, money well spent, I yeah, think, if, right. you, if you cloned that cat. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the Crack House raid is actually super well done. Mm-hmm. Like, it's beautifully filmed. It's mm-hmm. really cinematized. It's really solid cinematography. And it looks like an accurate Crack House-ish, yeah. too. Yeah. Apart from, and I don't mean to, like, poo-poo, but, like, when the cops all came out of their cars after they'd narrowly avoided the cat, and they all packed their cars, <laughs> and then they came out. Um, I they they didn't look like cops to me, the no. way they came out. They came, they they were like a, a, a troop. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They were very light on their feet, I thought, for <laughs> cops. <laughs> well, it is a musical. It is a musical, and they did look like, uh, like, like I say, a, a troop of... Not troubadours, that would be weird, but kind of like dancers, you know? And I was thinking, like, I wasn't thinking cop rock, I was thinking more hot cops from Arrested Development, you know, Uh, where it's like, oh, okay. It's it's like a bunch of of guys who appear intermittently through the show, and uh, they look like cops, but in fact, they're all kind of strippers and actors and dancers. Really? Yes. And when I saw those cops coming out of those uh, cars, that's what went through my mind. I thought, hot cops. Well, they were trying to sneak up on a crack house, and so maybe they were just trying to be on yeah. their tiptoes to yeah. not, you know... Mm-hmm. Fair, fair dues. They did yeah. seem very balletic. Yeah. Is that a word? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Doing it. Like, what I thought at the time, and what I wrote down, was light and dark. Because, like, so much of, like, the, what people talk about with X-Files mm-hmm. is the ways mm-hmm. that they used, like, light and shadow mm-hmm. and reflection and things mm-hmm. like that. And the ways that it would, like, construct scenes and construct, like, compose photos, basically. So that you could really get the most out of the light and the dark in a mm-hmm. shot. And and X-Files is a later show than this, but people, like, really remember that as an X-Files thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, like, right out of the gate, right there, yeah. they're, they're really trying to have these, like, filmic techniques. Mm-hmm. These, like, really, like, very gifted cinematography. Cinema. Fancy. <laughs> stuff. <clears throat> That they're doing with light and shadow, like it was yeah. beautifully composed. Yeah, I should I should know the word for this. Is it is it some chiaroscuro? Is that the word? Maybe. I should I should know that, but I think it's chiaroscuro. Chiaroscuro. Yeah, C H I R E S C U R O. Yeah, yeah. It's like the play of light and dark. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Very. Oh, I, yeah. I feel as though I've just like 
raise really, the tone yeah, now. Considering that I made it impossible for us to start by giggling <laughs> and then cackling for 10 minutes. Um, Which was good. It's better than, it's like, you know, laughing meditation. Oh so, my God, yeah. yeah totally. That was great. That was so fabulous. Um, so now that we've raised the tone, should we uh-huh. lower it again? Absolutely. Okay. What the fuck up was with Randy Newman in that opening? <laughs> like, I literally <laughs> was sitting there, I'm like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, a his hair. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know how many poodles died to make that <laughs> hairpiece because that was awful. It was like he had stuck his head inside of a fungus basketball. That's, yeah, it's pretty it was accurate. Horrible. It's very terrible it was hair. Awful. Terrible hair. It's like he's playing the electric piano, but all the wires are exposed. <laughs> you know, I am sorry, but. That, that Randy Newman, if you ever hear this, your hair was shit. I am so sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm going bald, and I'm talking shit about your fucking hair. <laughs> I wasn't too struck on his glasses, either. <laughs> okay, now it's petty. Okay, no, no, I'm not, uh, no, uh, no, no, in my defense, I knew it was a cop show. Yeah. I didn't know from that opening whether it was going to... What the story is going to be. And judging by those glasses, I thought this might be the child abuse episode. <laughs> because those glasses had that kind of... Yeah. <clears throat> Molester. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. If he'd been a character in The X-Files, oh, you'd have thought, God, like, yeah. ugh, yeah. you know. Oh, he would have been... Touching people left and right, and then yeah. pro- half of them would have been dead. It would have been horrible. Yeah, yeah. a millennium. If he'd oh, been God. in millennium, he'd be like creep of the week. Yeah, right? yeah, totally yeah. creep yeah. of the week. Yeah. My favorite thing about the opening intro was the rest of the cast sitting around like grooving. <laughs> yeah, while he's like playing the opening theme song, and here comes the dude who plays the chief of police with his like gym bag, and I was just like, <laughs> I was like, who the fuck are you kidding? Like, what in the hell? is happening here. It's not like they just turned on the cameras while they were spontaneously a Randy Newman jam session. Yes. Oh, actually, before we go any further, perhaps we should just say, did we like it? Because this is the very first episode we've seen, right? So, like, immediate reactions. I don't know. It's just before, (sighs) because we're, I think we're going to go quite deep, aren't we? We're talking, like, Narrative analysis. Yeah, here, absolutely. Right. And okay, let's say whether or not we liked it. Let's go around and say say whether we liked it. Yeah, I I actually, I actually really loved it. It was <laughs> really? so unironically. Partly, yes, because mm-hmm. I thought bits of it was actually quite well done. Like, I mean, you know, no spoilers, but um, the end bit. Yeah. I thought that was really well done. Very well done. Mm-hmm. I actually got quite emotional. Yeah. Mind you, it involves an actress. Uh, I can't remember her name. <clears throat> but she's been in everything. Oh, yeah. And she's wonderful. And she was really good. Mm-hmm. And so I really, really liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and a lot of it I liked, unironically. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't... It's it's impossible to like something like Cop Rock completely and ironically because of certain elements such as uh, Barbara Bosson's fat suit and dodgy prosthetics. <laughs> so it's like you cannot like it. You know, yeah. Sort of like, like, but within the parameters, 
those parameters set by the show itself. I fucking loved it. I thought it was okay. <laughs> um, I... That sounds like the most qualified okay I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. I, um, I have never seen God Rock before, so, and I've not really been much on musicals in general, so okay. there were some tunes that I was kind of like really moved by like the end one are mm. we not supposed to give any spoilers because that's kind of like my whole summation that I'm going to give in one sentence oh no like, I think I think we're going to have to we're going to warn people that they should watch the episode before yeah the I just didn't want to go into any detail at this point because we yeah. might want to talk about the whole episode until we mm-hmm. until we get to that point but no we totally can okay. right totally. yeah okay. okay so um some of the some of the songs were quite ridiculous, and some of them were, oh, yeah. you know, I was also expecting song to break out at any moment, and I expected there to be way more songs than there actually were. Mm, I was yeah. thinking it was going to be just inundated, like from left to right, with just like songs all the way. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of impressive. There was, you know, some character build up, but like mm-hmm. the 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 lonely dude with the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the prostateitis, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the, the yeah. swollen prostate. Yeah. Um, Man, that was really sad. That was like more sad, I think, than the end song, where it was like really, really sad because you know. Yeah. Do you mean unintentionally sad? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it was like I was like, <laughs> yes. Low no point just, of a career, it, sad. Yeah, it was yeah. sad. Yeah. So I guess I should make my sads clear. <laughs> um, so it was sad for the actor. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 It was it was a moment that I was thinking he probably will regret in about a year, you know, <laughs> from when he made it. So. And that same did it even make it a year? It uh, didn't make it a year. Eleven? No, episodes? it made it eleven episodes. Okay. Yeah, it made it um, half of a season. It's yeah. saying something if you think that was his low point, considering like two scenes earlier he was talking about how he couldn't pee. <laughs> so you know, if you're I think an the actor, song was much worse than not being able to pee. <laughs> Frankly, <laughs> exactly. yeah, I would have rather. <clears throat> Then one hand against the wall at the urinal yeah. from listening to that song and yeah. for another verse. The shitty yeah. prop all day. Yeah, oh, yeah totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. so how about you, uh, I Lieutenant? love it. Yeah. I. There are parts of it that I think are atrociously bad, mm-hmm. and I love it even more for those parts. <laughs> and it's totally unironic. I don't love it, like, ironically. Like, there is... There are parts of it that I love ironically because I'm like, oh, this is so bad, and I knew it was bad when they were making it. Yeah. They had to know it was bad. But... They took such a gamble, and like they're, they go all in on something that is pretty dicey mm-hmm. from the get go, mm-hmm. and they try to sell it, and it's a pile of crap. But they are out there <laughs> with their little wagon trying to sell that crap like nobody has ever sold crap before in their lives, and like I gotta respect that. You know, they really, I love that for the like the whole like the show must go on aspect. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think, like you said, the show itself knows sometimes that it's ridiculous. Like the yeah. scene in the mayor's office, uh, yeah, when she's taking that bribe, yeah. Um, I mean, that's just played for laughs. Surely, yeah. you know, the whole thing is a it's, it's a comic scene, right? Yeah. It's meant to be comic, mm-hmm. so you can't watch that po-faced and not think it was, <laughs> right. you know, taking itself too seriously because it wasn't. It was having fun there, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and I kind of enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that bit. There was a green neon light in the suitcase. There was. <laughs> <laughs> like when they, yeah, like when yeah. they show money, there's like green lights spilling out. Yes. Yeah. No. 
Yeah. So okay. So we've got. So when the show was conceived, it was conceived as a serious, gritty cop drama that's also a musical. But every musical is also a little bit of a satire. Like mm-hmm. every musical, if you mm-hmm. start to think about it, is a little satirical of whatever story is telling. I mean, it, everything from Greece, which is kind of the seventies satirical view of the fifties. Mm-hmm. You've never seen Greece. I have not. Well, okay, it's really fun. Yeah. Um, but there are parts of it that are clearly satirizing the fifties. To I mean, even mm-hmm. like a fan of the opera, which takes itself so fucking seriously that it is clearly kind of making fun of the people who take it really seriously yeah. you know mm-hmm. um i mean i feel like it's there's satire like built into the musical form mm-hmm. and so moments like where she's taking the bribe and they're singing about are we better than the animals that live out on the street yeah. of course we are yeah you know and uh that's the show is trying to kind of make fun of the same kind of show it's trying to be mm-hmm. and that is tricky and not entirely successful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, where as a group, um, us three law enforcement officers. Actually, we're not. I don't think you can say that, can you? Because we're pretend. <laughs> well, but because our names are pretend. We're not law enforcement officers, but we do play them on a podcast. We do play them on a podcast. That's true. Yeah. It's yeah. just I knew that. I think in in the US, it's like a crime, right, to impersonate a police officer. I think if we went outside and we tried to pull somebody over and write them a ticket and okay. say it's because we're police officers, that's when it's a crime. Okay. I'm but when? <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, um, I don't think you can pull somebody over and not just start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm, I'm, I'm Officer Orfus. I'm here to write you a ticket. <laughs> well, uh, okay. In which case, no, that's fine. But um, us three law enforcement officers. Uh, it's a bit of a backstory. Uh, we we get together every Monday night, don't we? And we watch something. And we have been watching uh, the old X Files kind of spin-off sister show, Lance Henriksen starring Millennium, and. Whereas we're talking about cop rock, um, and you can love it because it's bad in parts, but it knows it's going to be bad in parts, and but other bits are very well done. I prefer cop rock to Millennium. Oh yeah, because the bits in Millennium that we laugh at, e.g., the opening titles. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, <laughs> worry. Yes, exactly. <laughs> For those who aren't familiar with... I'm going to link to that in the, in the show notes, yes. by the way. Got yeah. okay. For those who aren't familiar with Millennium's opening titles, they're kind of moody and grim and uh, also, uh, for some reason, have certain words that flash up. Um, with the first one being... Worry. Worry, wait, and then who cares? Wait. Then, after a few shots, it's worry... And then finally, who cares? Which is possibly the worst thing you can put in the opening titles of a TV show. Um, but yeah, so we laugh at that, right? And we laugh at other aspects of Millennium. Although we also do love bits of Millennium. But that tries to take that asks us to take it so seriously, mm-hmm. as Cop Rock doesn't. It has fun with the format. So I'm all I'm on board for the full thirteen episodes. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. No, I made eleven. Okay. So it's funny you thought there would be more music. The contract that Stephen Boschko had was we will produce... They were originally going to do 13 episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
they started filming and they were doing five, the contract said they had to do five songs an episode, five original songs an episode. And like over and over and over again in media from the time people would say, well, this is just like the singing detective. This is just like the singing detective, (laughs) which it is not just like the singing detective at all. And, uh, and in the singing detective, he didn't use, they didn't use like original music. They used like songs that everybody knew. Mm -hmm. And this is like songs that are completely written for this show. And they had, they had a writer room for the show and then they had a writer room for the songs. Mm -hmm. And there was like some overlap, but not total overlap. Um, actually, Anne Bobby, who uh, plays the 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 female cop mm-hmm. who's married to Captain Prostatitis, um, <laughs> <laughs> the one who's married to her dad. Yes, uh, yeah. So um, she is a really well known. She's a very successful songwriter, and she actually wrote the Rose, the Bette Midler. Song. Really, really. She's a very successful wow. songwriter, and she was in the writer room for songwriting for this, and and as as a performer on the show. Oh, um, okay. but she's, uh, she talked uh, about how like everybody kept saying it's going to be just like the singing detective and it is not <laughs> in any way no. remotely like that. No, I, I, and ABC was annoyed that they had as many as five songs in every episode, but there's huge gaps between them. Mm-hmm. Why were they annoyed that there were f- as many as five songs? I feel like three episodes, they started trying to say to Stephen Boschko, like, will you need to just take the music out? Oh. And by the time that they had shown like four or five episodes, because they did end up showing all 11. Right. I was wrong when we originally talked about it. But uh, they actually did something that was really new at the time, like focus groups and with also with Nielsen families. Uh-huh. They would do minute by minute ratings of the show. Oh, wow. To determine when did people start changing the channel. And people started changing the channel when people started singing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and ABC was like, if we just take the songs out, then the shows will have much, they'll have much better ratings. And Stephen Bochka was like, I'm making a musical, damn it. Oh, okay. Well, all power to him. Because, you know, if, yeah, he sure. was, if he was told to make a musical cop show, then, mm-hmm. you know, he wanted to continue that, then mm-hmm. he should continue doing that, right? Sure. Yeah. It's not the singing detective. Because The Singing Detective is one of the greatest television shows ever made. <laughs> and this is not. <laughs> it's so bad. But it's like, there's so much to love about it. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's kind of like the TV equivalent of something like The Room. You know, it's yes. like The Room is like one of the worst films ever made. Mm-hmm. And yet it's incredibly entertaining and endearing. And I think Cop Rock might end up being very endearing as well. Mm. Um, Because some of the characters... I think it was a tall order, that first episode, to introduce all of these characters. And I can't say I got many of their names, apart from Officer Breeding. Officer Breeding. Who died (laughs) within the first... Don't you die on me! (laughs) Don't you die! (laughs) Yeah. Officer Breeding, who, who mm-hmm. dies. Uh, uh, don't worry, that's not, listeners, that's not a spoiler, <laughs> because he dies before we know anybody's name, basically. Yeah, you know. And so. later they're like, oh yeah, his name was Breeding. Braden. Yes. Braden, Broaden, Braden, Broadway. Sound, sound like Breeding to me. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're going to build a prison in his honour. Yeah. Prison Breeding. <laughs> Is that Neil? I've seen that movie. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds suspiciously like a Jeff Stryker vehicle to me. 
It was on a DVD by a different company called Shout Factory. (laughs) 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 But you know the whole like the jail, like all that stuff. I love the way this show. So I love shows that are like transitional between eras, Mm -hmm. and so like or movies or anything like that. I love the movie Body Heat because it's such a great seventies eighties transition movie. Oh yeah, you know. Uh Um, And I love uh, Dawn of the Dead, the original Dawn of the Dead, because it's a great seventies eighties transition movie. You've never seen it. I think I've actually might have actually seen that one. That's it's zombies in a shopping mall. It is so. No, I've seen the Night of the Living Dead. Okay. I haven't seen any of these. I'm making lists. You people. It's so 70s, 80s transition, it is not even funny. It's amazing. Consumerism literally kills people. Yes. So, and in Body Heat, like, there's a scene where he goes jogging, which is very 80s, mm-hmm. and he gets to the end of the pier, and he reaches into the waistband of his tiny little jogging shorts, and he pulls out a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> and he lights one. And that is so 70s. Like, it is, it is so... Gorgeously, was he wearing a Jerry curl with his little sweatbands? Oh, yeah, and his totally. little, you know, yeah, he's got his little sweatbands, and yeah, and absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's great. That's um, William Hurt, yeah, right? It's William Hurt and Kathleen Turner, and Kathleen Turner, and Such Ted Danson plays William Hurt's like buddy. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's really good. Oh, it's so good. Very, it's quite very sexy. Good. Very, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very, very good. Yeah. Um, but like, this is such an 80s, 90s transition show. Yes. Like, yes. like, like the first number is a quote unquote rap song, mm-hmm. but, uh, but, and like the whole culture of the show is like law and order, not law and order, the TV show, but like law and order, like the eighties sort of like, you know, morning in America, law and order, like stuff, make America great again, bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like, it's all about like how the cops are being, you know, the regulations on them are so unfair and the rules are against them and they can't restore order because the courts say that the jails are too crowded and it's cruel and unusual. And, mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd eat that stuff up because it's, <laughs> it's so incredibly stupid. Uh, but it's so ham-fisted. Like, it's in its presentation of itself, it defeats itself. Yes. I mean, you mentioned that opening number, for example... The, uh, was it uh, on the streets? We've got it? the power. We've got the power is the name of the song, is mm-hmm. it? Okay, yeah. It was uh, very timely and kind of uh, touching tribute, I thought, to mm-hmm. like uh, the uh, Black Lives Matter movement, but done in a massively ham-fisted kind of way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and when I say ham-fisted, I mean kind of borderline offensive. Very. Yes. Super. To, to, uh, offensive to such an extent that they feel the need to uh, have the uh, the black policeman answer the, right. the street mm-hmm. gangs. Otherwise, it would have been so appallingly one-sided. Mm-hmm. So all the white cops and all the black thugs, I mm-hmm. guess. And, uh, and, yeah, I was watching that. I was thinking, like, Ooh, <laughs> this is uh, not very pleasant. Well, it's it's... Very contemporary to Rodney King, mm-hmm. which was LA. Yeah. And yet it handles all this stuff so insensitively. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. way not nice. Yeah. I mean, we were talking earlier about how um, this show came pre X Files mm-hmm. and therefore you know, the use of uh, Kiroscuro or whatever mm-hmm. it was and the light and dark. Uh, kind of uh, prefigured that uh, same kind of thing in the X-Files. Maybe the tone-deaf 
uh, approach to different different ethnicities is another thing that the X-Files took from uh, <laughs> Pop Rock. Because, as we know, whenever the X-Files tries to uh, uh, deal with a, uh, uh, like a, what was to say, like, um, an, and I'm using air quotes here, exotic culture, um, they feel the need... <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> to uh, <laughs> OD on the uh, on the trimmings, let's say, yeah. which includes the uh, the horrifically cliched music. Mm-hmm. Apologies to Mark Snow, who I'm sure is listening right now, sure and we love is. your work. We love his that. work. Yes, Gary Newman's song is shit at the beginning though of this show. I don't. If Gary Newman ever listens, that's a terrible song. Yeah, it's a very terrible song. Randy Newman. Randy Newman. Not Gary Newman. Randy <laughs> Newman. I love Gary Newman. If Gary Newman ever listens to this, you're pretty awesome, actually. Oh, yeah, get in touch. Maybe you'd like to uh, come up with a theme music for us for this podcast. Wouldn't that be lovely? I know. Oh. Anywho, sorry. Oh, but but at, the, but at the same time, so something I noticed was that even though there's like this tremendously just completely blind to how racially insensitive so much of the content is mm-hmm. of the episode. There are multiple African American people in positions yes, of authority. That's true. There's yeah. the there's a black judge, there's mm-hmm. a black jury foreman, multiple yes. black cops. Yeah. You know, like the by no means is it a show about how all the cops in LA are white and mm-hmm. they're great and everybody else is not white and no. they're terrible. No, no, I think my so. favorite black character is the uh judge's wife who was like there oh, singing yes. his praise, you know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> totally. I just loved her. Yeah. <laughs> and when, like, when he points around and he's like, and my wife. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is like a cameo, right? <laughs> right. Just, you know, yeah. I hope she's more significant later. I don't remember. I just love her already. I did yeah. an idea. I'd love yeah. it if she like became if she became famous later yeah, on. Totally, I'd love it if like in an interview, like somebody you know, I mean, it, it couldn't have been Whoopi Goldberg because Whoopi Goldberg was already really famous. But if somebody like Whoopi Goldberg said, like, "Oh, never believe the first job I had <laughs> was as, as the judge's wife in Cop Rock," <laughs> you know, like, sort of like, "Oh my god, that was Whoopi Goldberg." It's like in uh, um, uh, Annie Hall, right? Right at the very end of Annie Hall. When Woody Allen run in, runs into uh, Annie um, again outside a cinema, and you see it all from in long shot, and Annie's there, Diane Keaton's there with her date, he's there with his date, you don't really see at all because it's all done in long shot, and his date is played by Sigourney Weaver, huh. and that's like her first role in in film or something like that, and hmm. it's kind of like totally non-speaking, pretty much non. Visual, yeah, because she's so far away. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, uh, I don't think that um, the judge's wife was played by Sigourney Weaver. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think, I think so. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think Sigourney Weaver could have played the judge's mm-hmm. wife. Oh yeah, she could play anybody. Oh, she'd been. She would have been awesome in it, especially if she was wearing that power loader suit from Aliens. Oh fuck yeah! Just like waving. <laughs> she's just waving. He's exactly. guilty. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's take but, care of this shit right now. 
But like even even in that song, there's that like almost just the very eighties notion of like criminals inherently bad, you know, mm-hmm. where where they're all pointing at him and telling him he's guilty and he's like, I was abused as a child <laughs> and, and they're all just like, Whatever, you're yeah. just bad. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Very that was I was confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, very black and white. Yeah. Yes. That was my that was my line of the episode. I was abused as a child, but but <laughs> sang in that way, in that kind of uh, hallelujah-y kind of way. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that was a very strange thing to do, I thought. And just, it, it's part of the whole, for me, it really, like, it's a part of the show's reinforcement that the cops do terrible things. Oh, but they have to do terrible things. Yes. And, you know, meh. Yeah. Meh. Kind of like murder, the... Cop killer because he because the other cops fucked up. I mean, he's like, all right, let's just take care of it. You know. Yeah, Yeah. I was kind of shocked by that. I was not expecting that. that Oh yeah, that's way more hardcore than I thought the show was going to be. Yeah, 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 with his little short arms. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) his tiny little tiny little stub (laughs) arms. His little. Uh, holster thing makes his arms look like they're. I think that's. I think that's the problem. He's like, he, I don't know, one of those little action characters with the little cuppy hands, yeah. like you know, yeah, Lego. Like, a, like a Lego man. <laughs> He's just, yeah, like. I think he might actually be two little people in a person's. <laughs> Really, he's not listening. Um, he's very attractive, however. Yes, he's very attractive. He's very sexy. Yeah, he's kind of like quite. Uh, um, but yeah, I think I think that that thing you were saying, the holster, yeah. the over the shoulder holster holder, whatever it is. What is it? <laughs> Not going? the over the shoulder holder. Holder holder. Holder holder holder. Getting like that. Yeah, but I think that would make anybody's arms seem very small. Yeah. Okay. He needs to be. More, he needs to rock it more wild west, like the the other dude. Like the chief. <gasps> the chief. Yeah. Who is completely insane. Yeah. And just out of nowhere. Yeah. Doing a west world. Yeah. What the fuck with is his, that like, about? With his robot dummy. The like, yeah. The red to eyes. Him. Yeah. I like. I don't. It's so random. Is that going to be the Millennium Group of Cop <laughs> <laughs> Rock? Like we don't know what's up with the chief and his, you know, robotic Western <laughs> dude. Where does he get his powers? Um, it's just like it's. It's so bizarre. It's very strange. So tangential. Very strange use of police funds. I yeah, thought. how do you justify that? To what are they a... in the Resident Evil world? <laughs> <laughs> in the Resident Evil games, there's in Resident Evil Two. You, for like most of the game, you're trying to get out of the police station in Raccoon City. Oh, really? And like, trying to get out of the police station involves like finding the journal in the back of the locker that says that you need the blue gem from the garden and the red gem from the chief's office and the crank <laughs> from out back. And if you do that and you put them all in the statue, then the statue will move and there's a secret tunnel. And like you're sitting there playing the game, thinking. How did this make it past the budget committee? Like, who, who in the planning commission said, oh, these blueprints look a little fishy, but I mean, whatever. You know? Exactly. I mean, like, it's so, how did he get a robotic shooting dummy installed in a closet in his office? Well, it's kind of like, you know, well, I know we've got a bit of a problem with overcrowding and we could be using this money to build another prison. But no, let's build like a, a, a gun slinging cyborg. Mm-hmm. That the police chief can keep in his cupboard. Yeah. Mm. Makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> but, Why not? I right. hope we go back to that. I hope there's some kind of explanation for that. I'm not making any promises. Mm-hmm. But it, I, will, I will say that it's not the last time we see that closet. 
Mm. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. I'm wondering if there's going to be something different in the closet every week. I don't know. Mm. That would be good. Like, he, like, because he was dressed, you know, he put those old, styly guns in his holsters. Is that the thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then, um, and then he shut the thing behind the, uh, the cupboard door. So every week, does he, like, put on a different kind of thing? And, like, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe, like, one week he'll put on, like, a full suit of armour... And then get one of them like big spear things, and then just like jousting. ram it into jousting thing, yeah, Cole, and then ram it into that cyborg. But that cyborg will have been dressed up like you know, Maid Marion or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Good? I'm pretty sure he's always in Yosemite Sam kind of personality. Oh, okay. He's very Yosemite Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know that he can pull off Maid Marion, you know, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No Excalibur shit coming out of him. No, no, that's mm. good. Got. Oh well, okay. I was kind of thinking that that might be quite good. If it was sorry to bring to it back, they should definitely do that. <laughs> What's that? I said sorry to burst your bubble. I don't no, see no, that no, 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 no. I think he's all Yosemite <laughs> Sam. I don't think he has much of a you know degree. Mm-hmm. No. Above I'm on such a high after watching Coprog. Nothing can burst my bubbles. <laughs> Seriously. What I love about it is that the button to open the closet and make the robot come out and its eyes go... It's <laughs> like just mounted on the front corner of his desk. So like it's a cop drama, though. It's a cop drama yeah. world. Somebody eventually is going to walk into that office and be like, God damn it, Chief. Slam. And they're going to hit that button. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be a really awkward like two minutes while the robot like gets wheeled out and goes, draw, And this person is just going to be gaping. <laughs> and they're just gonna look at him like you're a fucking crazy person. I know. I say, oh, you, you, you have a a, a life size plastic man in your yeah. cupboard. They're gonna say, and you said we couldn't afford snack machines. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And like they had to pay. You know, they only had enough money. They only had like fifty dollars with which to right. to pay that snout. That snout. That snout. What's a snout? I think a snout in like British parlance is uh, a grass. Oh, what's a grass? Oh, uh, somebody, uh, an informer. Oh, Oh, okay. Snitch is what we call it. Snitch, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Snout. I think that's right. I might be wrong. Grass is definitely. Grass, snout, 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 yeah. I think it's snout. Snout. Snout is a really funny word now, and now I wish my podcast name were Sergeant Snout. Sergeant Snout. I think we can. I think we can change it. Uh, um, okay, then maybe it's Sergeant Snout. Sergeant Snout. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, um, Sergeant Snout. I just fucking love that. Uh, so <laughs> we're doing a really bad job of of synopsizing the episode, oh, yeah, guys. So let's synopsize the episode. Um, so there's a raid on a crack house. There's a raid on a crack house. At which a bunch of people get arrested. Including? A woman who mm-hmm. has a baby. Mm-hmm. Yes. Crystal the Pistol. Crystal the Pistol is the baby. Which is funny because that's like a cop's nickname. Like, right. Yeah. And Crystal, of course, is the name of the main character, Crystal Carrington from Dynasty, which was a huge ABC <laughs> show that had just been cancelled. when this, <laughs> Like it just ended its run when this show oh. happened. And I kind of wondered if it was a little like, you know, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> do you think they were, because Dynasty had been cancelled, they were kind of hoping that Linda Evans would be free to play the part of that baby? 
baby. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just do some forced perspective stuff. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just wrap the head up in a blanket. <laughs> Very Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she did play her own doppelganger. In an episode, in a few episodes well, of that's Dynasty, true. She did, yeah, yeah. It's a very versatile, you know. Um, yeah, so shout out there, Dynasty fans. There you go. Yeah, but I, uh, I so anyway, the synopsis. So, so yes. she has to give up a baby. Yeah, and this dude named Tyron Weeks gets arrested, but they all get released twelve hours later because the jail is full. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they keep the two ladies because the ladies side of the jail or the ladies jail it's not full so that's why they kept the ladies oh thank and you that's why she got pissed off oh. that she was you know kept from her baby and i thought it was because the lady cop was going to try to like get the baby into a safe place and not release her back to the crack house mom oh so, no they hand her right on back to the crack no, house they mom. totally do and that, yeah patty patty yeah, yeah. Patty. in the meantime the cops through total ridiculous deus ex machina happenstance, find Tyron Weeks, and he shoots one of them, and that would be... Officer Breeding. Officer Breeding. Don't die on me. (laughs) (laughs) And Officer Overacting has a massive meltdown. Super massive meltdown. He was my partner. (laughs) Don't die. (laughs) He's just like laying in the street, flailing around. Help me. I think he had a good time. I thought there was going to be a song breaking out and or like he was just like humping his ass, you know? Like yeah. I couldn't really tell what was happening. But yeah, yeah, it was quite some emotion right there. I just wanted to tell that guy, you can't bring someone back to life just by shaking the shit out of them. Because right. he really went to town, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And I was thinking, oh, that's not going to help. And I was like, evidence, you know? Shaking is generally how you kill people. Well, exactly. It's like shaking baby syndrome. Exactly. Right? I'm not dying. Shake babies and or Shaking breeding syndrome. <laughs> right. he, was only, he was only 23. <laughs> 27. He was, uh, 27. He was, he was like four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this dude was clearly 45. I know. And, and then later like, they're like, he was only 27. Yeah. And, no, like, and in court, they said like he's 27, yeah. right? And we've, uh, the, pro, the script writers at this point, forgetting that we've already seen him. Yeah. <laughs> And he looks like, yeah, like you said, he's, he's a middle-aged guy. Yeah, he's being played by Dick Van Dyke. And... <laughs> <laughs> Dick Van Dyke, senior. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this guy's old, isn't he? Yeah. In fact, I'm pretty sure that that character, Officer Breeding, wasn't meant to die. I think the actor just died on set and they just, went with it. Just... <laughs> 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 There was first ever shootout scene. <laughs> he jumps out of the cop car yeah. and then just like, huh! yeah, it's gone. Exactly. And they just roll with it. Improv. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if Officer Overacting was was wrong footed. <laughs> I mean, you don't expect your your, your your you know your partner for the next thirteen episodes or eleven episodes to snuff it on the first day of shooting, do you? That explains so much. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. Michael Gambon, isn't it, in the Harry Potter films. Oh, not him. No, he's still alive, isn't he? I meant the first one. Richard Harris. Oh, the, you mean uh, Dumbledore. The, Dumbledore, yeah, because they switched yeah, yeah. them, didn't they? Oh, right, mm-hmm. right, yeah. right, Or, um... Oh, I'm not going to go down that alley. That's very depressing, isn't it? <laughs> you can say... Uh, well, it's, it's all the uh, usual suspects, in it? It's Oliver Reed and Gladiator. Yeah. Um, Brandon Lee, sadly. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 
Well, anyway, anyway. it's not one of those. The no. just gets whacked. Yeah. And so then they go looking for Tyron Weeks. Find him. They get the snout to give the wrong address. Snout gives the wrong address. Right. But she gets paid $50. She gave the wrong address. Well, or yeah. she, she gave false information. Maybe not wrong address, but he wasn't where she said he was going to be. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. No, yes. you're right. Yeah. And then they go. And then was that before or after the, the great, there was the great chase scene with all those children that are going to be terrified in the playground? It was like after. The, okay. So yeah. they plow through the fence and... That I was, was really cool. impressed by the vehicle handling in that scene too. That was good stunt. Like yeah, with, the, actually, with the van, like yeah. I've driven like a giant conversion van, and like watching the van be able to pull off some of those moves was quite impressive. Going over the yeah lumps and bumps in the alley. Wasn't it in that scene? That wasn't that 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 shoot out that the officer breathing one. dive. Yeah, that's the yeah. officer breathing yeah. shoot. Yeah, okay. yeah. So then, Patty mm-hmm. gives bad information. Yeah. And it has her whole, like, well, tonight when you're in bed, then fuck you. Yes. Yell. And uh, I, I, one of the things I thought watching that was, like, she's smoking inside. Like, I know. I oh saw it. Yeah. She's smoking inside. <laughs> I was imagining they have, like, the little Burger King aluminum ashtrays all yeah. over the place. I was uh, like, I'm like, where, where do you pip your ashes in a police station? Yeah. Right into the mouth of a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Or just on that baby. Because she was holding the baby, the baby at the same not? time, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Just tip the baby back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what my mom did. <laughs> For listeners who can't see my body language. Well, we know. What, uh, uh, just tip the baby back, get his mouth open a little. Tap, tap, tap. Pop it back up. Well, the baby's <laughs> first name. a little. It's like trying to give a pill to a cat. <laughs> 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 And then when you're done with the butt, you give it to the baby and it sucks on it for a while. Exactly. <laughs> like a little pacifier, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, we know the baby's first name was Crystal. Maybe its second name was Ashtray. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We don't know, do we? We don't know. No, we just don't know. I'll tell you why. Because you've not done any research. Well, you have. <laughs> I, I, let's say that I've done research and that is its name. I don't know. Yeah. Why not? There we go. Our resident cop rock expert says, yes, the baby was called Crystal Ashtray. I like how we like this show so much that, or it's okay, um, <laughs> that, <laughs> totally that, we're, okay. that we're not even through the first episode and we're already writing fan fiction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be amazing, though, wouldn't it? Just imagine it could be like the new Fifty Shades, couldn't it? But you know, good. Right. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's possible that someone could be named that and be good. But um, you know, it's been twenty six years. If they were to reboot it, Crystal Ashtray could be the new Patty character. <laughs> mm-hmm. She'd be all about how the tragedy of her family is carried forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd love that. Um, this is totally random, but I wrote it down. There are a lot of New York accents in this LA TV show. <laughs> you know? Mm, yes. Well, I don't know that I... I, I didn't... It, I did not notice. Yeah, like LaRusso has... It just felt like there was a lot of New York going yeah. on. Is, is he uh, Officer Spiky Italian? Yeah. Okay, yeah. He's the cop who can't play by the rules. Right, yeah. The one with the... <laughs> Older the shoulder holster holder, whatever it's called. <laughs> Short arms, yes. T Rex arms. 
Maybe that's his problem. Who just has T-Rex arms? Yeah. Yeah. He's wearing a T-Rex suit, mm-hmm. but the head has been torn off. <laughs> <laughs> I think he possibly ha- does have short man syndrome. I think he does have a little bit of small dog complex. Yes. Yeah. He's very short, stumpy, and angry, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've got nothing against stumpy men. I've been told myself I have very stumpy legs. Um, so, you know, I'm just saying, just trying to describe him for the for the listener. Well, I think it's also... <laughs> I think it's also worth noting, too, that I think the TVs are much more... Yes. Landscape we're now on TV. than yes. they were. They used to be more square. So I think maybe his. Oh, do you think size, he's stretched? I yeah, think he's, he's stretched. stretched. Yeah, this we're, way. We're watching it in sixteen nine, but it was filmed in four three. Oh, okay. So I everybody's stretched just, then. Yeah, but yeah, I just think he's especially stumpy. Yeah, I think he's stumpy in real life, but I think it just accentuates the stumpiness of him. Yeah. But like we said before, we love very our attractive we man. Love stumps. Absolutely, we love stumps. Yeah, I think we all love a stumpy man. Yeah, stumpy not dumpy. Stumpy and dumpy. Stumpy, stumpy not dumpy. We say, oh, stumpy and dumpy. Not, not. Yeah, no, stumpy, okay. Stumpy, stumpy not, not dumpy. Stumpy's okay. Dumpy's not. Okay. All right. Yeah. Stumpy not dumpy. Yeah. Um, oh, if we have merch. I feel as though that should be on the t-shirt. <laughs> stumpy, not dumpy. I heart stumpy, not dumpy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we haven't even... Oh, no, we have. I was going to say we haven't mentioned that oh, scene with the mayor. But we're still... Yeah, we're still... We're still synopsizing. Synopsizing. So, Tyrone Weeks gets shot because the cop kills him in revenge. Yes. In a big shock twist. Yeah. Because you, you think that cop's okay... It, it, yeah, anger yeah, issues yeah, but not like yeah. a total bastard yeah. and then he just shoots Tyrone doesn't he shoots a handcuffed guy yes with, a, with his Uzi right was it the dude's gun or was no, it the cop's gun okay. okay yeah and then he was yeah I mean, from his like little arm constrictor <laughs> <laughs> like Tyrone did have a horrible kind of like ratty earring in one well, ear. and he was such a stereotype. He was clearly, like, he could have been referred to as the stereotypical black thug character. Yes. You know, he's just, like, sneering and, and taunting and really aggressive. And it's like, I'm going to beat your ass tomorrow. And yes. And all this stuff. And, like, he has written for us to hate him on the basis of stereotypes that in 1990, I'm pretty sure we all have. Yes. Yeah. I think he's pretty much how... Donald Trump sees all black people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's that kind of stereotype. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, any Trump listeners, uh, Trump supporters listening to this, this is not a safe space for you. Oh, no, fuck right off. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Get the hell out. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, anyway, sorry, synopsizing. Oh, uh, and I'd rather then, have listener than listeners if it's up to that. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally, totally. I will take the singular every goddamn time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, um, then there's uh, the mayor taking the bribe. Mayor taking the bribe to get the. I don't understand why the mayor takes the bribe to get the jail done, unless that's a developer. Yes, I, I think it is a developer who, who can actually sing. Yeah, I was really, great voice. I was really impressed with him. I yeah. found him to be kind of 
charming. Yes, I, I, yeah. And like I would have taken that suitcase with him. Yeah. I thought he was really like flirting and coming on to oh, her yes. too. And I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, we got a little little bribe romance yeah. happening right here. Yeah. yeah. He was kind of berry, wasn't yeah, he? Totally. Yeah, totally. No, he was very, I thought he was very, very gifted singer. And like, I happily would have gone to coffee with him. Mm-hmm. Any old time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very winning. Mm-hmm. Although I didn't like his three little skeevy dudes that were behind her like the whole time. I oh didn't. yeah, one of those is her skeevy little dude, okay. and he shows up later, and he is hilarious. Okay, so so yeah. he must have two skeevies, and she's got a skeevy because right. they were just kind of all a little too skeevy yeah. for my mm-hmm. liking. Yeah, it but. was it was like the worst kind of how can you describe that that musical number where she he's singing and she does a little bit of singing with her skeevy with those skeevy guys behind her. It was like the worst Gladys Knight and the Pips <laughs> tribute <laughs> act ever, right? Like, Barbara Boston's a very talented actor. Yes. But that's a terrible song. I think she looked very uncomfortable. <laughs> I think she did look very uncomfortable. Yes. And, um, and it wasn't just the horrible prosthetics. She's like, she's wearing these ridiculous prosthetics. She's clearly in the world's clunkiest fat suit. It moves on her like it is inflated. Like, it's been inflated with a bicycle pump. Yeah. And, and she's just, like, moving around trying not to make it pop. You know? Like, like it one is, of those sumo things that yeah, you yeah. can... Yeah, It's like but... she's wearing a balloon. Yeah. It is and awful. Those prosthetics. I just, like... There's actually a storyline point. Right. But it's awful. Yeah. I mean, she's kind of, like, listeners... Try and imagine, like, the um, the Michelin man wearing Meryl Streep's face from Into the Woods. Yes. It was that kind of yeah. thing, but with massive hair. God, that hair. That hair was and, enormous. And 70s couch covering <laughs> clothes. Like, like oh, it yeah. looked, I could just see, like, the... You can feel that texture. I like, yeah. imagine little furniture buttons and... Shit. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, for any British uh, listeners, uh, then just imagine uh, Edwina Curry. Uh, then Patty sells her baby. Mm-hmm. Which that was going to be my one sentence. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, well, no, then I'm stop. no, bitch sells her baby for some bucks was going to be like my sentence. <laughs> Because I don't even think she knows how to count because I think dude only gave her 60 bucks for her baby. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm like, that's, I think that's only 320s. He said 200. I, 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 ain't, I ain't no, I ain't right. It's not 200 bucks. Are we back on? Yeah, totally. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry, I, didn't know. I left it going because it's oh, just okay. easier to chop out a section than it is to like start it and stitch them together and blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So, um... Yeah. Yeah. I think the um the scene that I found really disturbing um was the bit where officer overreacting is working out and mm. then the guy who is like what is it yeah and is he kind of like the guy who He's needs a, a mustache yeah, on this top lip. Yeah. Well, the captain, I guess, whatever he captain, is. Captain, yeah. Because he's should the explain, boss of all of them. He's the boss of all of them. And he's got a really, really... There's there's a, a very smooth space, isn't there, above his... I think that's what it is. There's and no... I, well, I think his lip doesn't really have much plump to it. Like, right, okay. He doesn't okay. have much... 
and he kind of doesn't move it anyway. So I think it just really enunciates yeah. that land above his lip to yes. his nose. There's, there's, a, there's a vast, smooth space yeah. between his top lip mm-hmm. and his nose, and it's begging for a moustache. And I'm just hoping that by the end of the 11 episodes, he's got something growing there. Or he's put something there. Yeah, we could stick one on your TV. We could do. Mm. Yeah, that would be hilarious. I've got one in my car, right on my radio. There that we I go. Could just, yeah. Not the one from Chicago. Land. No, <laughs> another one. But there's that scene where the um, uh, the the um, uh, what's he called again? The captain. Captain. We'll call him the captain Ca- for now. Yeah, right. And, uh, captain goes over to Officer Overreacting, who's been doing what they call bench presses. Yeah. Is that what it is? And um, I, there was just so much underarm sweat in that <laughs> scene. It was horrible. It was absolutely, it was disgusting, I thought. I thought it was super hot. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I, I, you know, I, could, I could whiff it from where I was sitting. <laughs> and it was not pleasant. And, I mean, he was, uh, this is the thing, right? You talk about, like, oh, Cop Rock's not very believable, whatever. And I'm sorry, you know, but I don't think somebody who works out as often as Officer Overreacting obviously does, because he had big guns, would wear cotton when working out. Because everybody Honey, knows. this is the 90s. Yeah, it's 1990. Oh. It's like grey sweats were like what everybody lived in. Grey sweats and that horrible stonewashed and lace combo. Oh. Or whatever the fuck we were thinking. Was there no... I guess there was no, like... Was it wick material mm. there? No. Was there? No. None. It was just, it was terrible. It's like I they thought. moved out of the poly and straight back into cotton. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just kind of thought, you know, that's not helping the grieving process, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> being like working out in, in that much cotton. It wasn't even a vest, was it? It wasn't even like a no. tank. No, it, was it was a, a t-shirt. full t-shirt. Yeah. It was a full sweater, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and just sort of did that, and there was that enormous patch. I think it was also the angle. I think you probably found the angle more disruptive. It was, like, right there in in mm-hmm. the view. Yeah. Like especially where you were sitting. It was right there in your face. And... Yes. Actually, that brings me to another point, and that is to think that there were certain scenes that were very, very well done, i.e. Yes. Crack House, mm. Crack Down, um... I like that. That would have a good title for okay, the episode. Yeah, Crack House Crackdown. Um, crack House oh, there you go. That's my uh, episode in a blurb mm-hmm. in a thing. Um, but there were also some scenes that were very badly directed. Um, that up armpit scene being one of them. The other one I thought was the scene in the mayor's office where. Um, uh, it was all... I, I don't know if they built the set too small, but it just felt like the camera was just like right up in there the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's a shot of Barbara Bosson on top of her desk. And it's just, I don't know why. The shot just seems to last too long. And she's obviously massively uncomfortable and when they should be maybe it's not the direction maybe it's the editing i don't know but when they should be cutting quickly to hide how massively embarrassed barbara boston is (laughs) they just linger on her in that 
Somebody or full fat for Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sort of like, and you're there, and you just think, oh, this looks terrible. Almost like a like a sixties Batman. Well, see, I feel like to some degree, TV this show. is this is an artifact. That's not the right word, but this is uh, this is a, a symptom mm-hmm. of the changes in technology, right? Because when you think about when this was filmed for television, uh-huh. it was four by three instead yeah. of sixteen by nine. But also, televisions were much smaller. Mm-hmm. The biggest console TVs that people would have in the in the finest suburban middle class <laughs> living rooms was like a thirty six inch television. Yeah, and these days. You know, you have 45, 50, 60 inch TVs at mm-hmm. home and they're all 16 by 9. And um, people also relate further back from the television, you know. Yeah. And, and things like that. And so a person's experience of the image on the screen, it was a smaller image they were mm-hmm. looking at. So the camera would have to get in a lot closer. Um, I felt like that was actually one of the best scenes because it's so understated, but it's also like personal and serious and mm-hmm. meant. You know, and I think that that's also part of the problem with the captain or whatever he is. He uh, he's so he moves his face so little because he's trying so hard to like constrain his performance. Mm-hmm. He's trying so hard to make it be uh, understated, mm-hmm. as opposed to like all the completely over the top, overstated performances around him that are clearly aware that they're happening in a musical, mm-hmm. and he thinks he's in a cop show. Yes. <laughs> And uh, and he's like trying so hard to just like bring it down a little, and have more like an intense you know actor to actor kind of moment there. Was he actually in any of the musical numbers? No, With, I don't think so. No, so he is in a cop show. He is in a cop show. Yeah. Um, no, I I I liked the the energy of the scene in the mayor's office. I liked the singing. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't like the way that it was shot or sure. edited or whatever. That's that's my, that was my only gripe with it, and the fact that you know Barbara Bosson just looked so uncomfortable, and you know, and I don't think that's her fault. She was wearing a fat suit, prosthetics. She was being asked to bop, and you know, you can't bop in a fat suit. Frankly, no. Um, so. I think we've actually... Oh, the only thing we've left out of the synopsis is there are two cops that want to bone each other, but one of them is married to Captain Prostatitis. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Detective Prost- Prostatitis, rather. Yes. And he sings the world's most terrible song. Would you know if she ever tried to have sex with the other cop dude, her partner who drives the badass, whatever, mm-hmm. Pontiac, Firebird, or whatever the fuck that was, that her husband would find out because he detected the... Uh, female hair. Yes. On his, uh, on the captain or whoever. Oh, captain Not Mustache. Captain Not Mustache's yes. shirt. Like, you can't tell the sex of a hair. I'm sorry. Right. It's, no. You can't. Especially so. in that era. Yeah, but, you, but you can almost kind of see that the Captain No Mustache was kind of like, how the fuck did you know that? Mm. Oh, yeah. And he's like, it's not your wife's hair. So you know if she tries to have an affair with this other dude that they're totally fucking busted. Yeah, yeah. But that is also so, very strange, isn't it? Yeah. You, you can't pick up other, other people's, people's hair, hair yeah. without having sex with them. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, like, it's just like, oh, there's a hair All on you. And it's not yours. <laughs> and it's not your wife's. And you just think like, well, no, but he does exist in the world. He's not like the fucking boy in the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> 
But it's it's like it's a thing on television. Two people can't talk to each other on television without having sex eventually. No, that's right. true. Right. Yeah. That's the, the heteronormative. Hell, I have that problem. I'm just kidding. No. Well, you know, when they're sitting there in the car and he's like, well, we sit next to each other all day. What are we supposed to do? Uh, not have sex? You're like, your <laughs> job. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, there are men and women sat next to each other in post offices up and down the country. They're not busy nobbing each other, are they? It's like, they just get on with their shit. So. I don't know. You must not go to my post office. Oh, oh really? Is that right old knocking shop, is it? <laughs> we got some tall trees out back. <laughs> you work with men at your office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You all get on with it. I mean, work-wise. Do we, 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 get, we get it on and we... No, do you get on with your work? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just it proves the point, doesn't it? That just because you work with someone from the opposite sex, from the opposite sex, it's <laughs> like a place. Um, <laughs> um, you don't have to have sex with them, do you? It's a small town in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> like next to the upside down. Yeah, the opposite sex Canada. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, well, it seems to me that you need a little bit more convincing uh, Detective Duda. I do. So, my take, not to, I hear this in, in no way will this spoil future episodes, but my take is that they do get better okay. at, like, being a musical, mm-hmm. which in some ways means they get worse at being a cop show. Mm. But in some ways means that they get way more entertaining. Okay. okay, like like and the breaking out of the piano in the courtroom, <laughs> like and this, like, yeah, the, okay. like that kind of shit, like that kind of breakout. The tra- I feel like the transitions become a little smoother. Okay, maybe that's really the, the difference. Okay, but it's not like they get to be terrible at being a cop show either, because there are cop show elements throughout it. Yeah, right. clear and obvious cop right. show elements, storylines that you see rehashed in every cop show ever that he clearly lifted right out of his work on Hill Street Blues. And got used in every Stephen Botchko cop drama after that. Also, right. you know, it's I mean, it's basically Chicago PD or whatever all the various mm-hmm. Chicago shows are right now, uh, without music or right. with music rather. Yeah, I'm I am very excited to see the musical numbers coming up and how they work them in because that was the other thing that's something we haven't mentioned is that there's a lot of talk about P. And not being able to pee, or not being allowed to pee, yeah. all that kind of stuff. It's... And it's almost like a red herring, because at, at a certain point, you just think like, oh, they've been talking about pee so often, there's going to be a song about pee now, <laughs> isn't there? And there isn't, is there? And even the guy with the dodgy prostate, who just seems primed to burst into song about peeing, doesn't. But in the very next scene... He talks about being, like, uh, cuckolded, or whatever it is. Not cuckolded. He's not being cuckolded, is he? He's being not cuckolded. Nut cold. Nut cuckolded. Nut cuckolded. I feel like that's being cuckolded. I don't know. Oh, no, right then. Well, he's married to a younger woman. That's what he's singing about. And he's saying how happy he is because she chose 
him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, such a bad song. Oh, that's terrible. Terrible. And you could yeah. see like how it, how on paper it seemed like a really sweet song. Mm-hmm. And then like as a character moment, it is a sweet song. Yes. But it's so badly done. And the yeah. lighting, would you call it though? If it was a scuro, is it? No, the uh. The, oh, if, if it, it was, was a Snapchat snap- filter, it would be called egg. Egg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's so bad. Yeah, I don't know how they did that with the lighting. Like maybe it was the Picasso with the nose. (laughs) As I stab myself with my pencil. (laughs) (laughs) I have a podcast entry, Pencil with the Apple. (laughs) But it is my fuck this shit pencil, by the way. Hey, sweet. Yeah. Well, as, you know, at least you can get shot to death like Officer Breeding. Can't <laughs> be so lucky. Um, I gotta say, one of my favorite visual notes in the whole episode mm-hmm. was that the very last thing that we saw right before the credits rolled, right before the like final coda uh-huh. in the the Sandman's Coming, the song about the Purcell yes. baby, um, is that a cop car kind of. <laughs> Pilot drives through like right through the foreground. Right. Yes, just to just to come there, it might as well have had paint gel on the side. Cop rock. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a cop show. Um, and so. I thought they were coming to get her for selling her baby. That's what I thought. You know, I first watched yeah, it so. too. For sixty bucks, yeah. <laughs> and being so damn dumb, she thinks it's two hundred dollars. Yeah, God. So before we started watching Cop Rock, you did say to me. That there would be a tart with a heart character. Oh, yes. So is that yeah. Patty? That's Patty. Aww. See, but she's not a tart, is she? Well, I mean, she's a whore in a crack house. Oh, I missed the bit. I missed the, 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 the fact that she was a whore. I think it's assumed. Oh. Okay. Well, that and maybe she's also just still kind of like post-vag pressing, you know, baby out. Not quite. I mean, how old is the baby, would you say? Like well, a couple months? They used different babies in the episode, it looked like, because they really went <laughs> they really went to pains in one episode where it was clearly a real baby that was moving around. They really went to great pains to make sure we did not see its face. And right. I was like, oh, I wonder if that means they didn't have the same baby. Like we were just like, Hey Bob, get your kid. You know? <laughs> we needed to be this crack lady's baby. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. But uh the baby I mean, it's it's a TV baby, so they're going to say it's a newborn, but it's clearly like at least really? eight or nine months old. Yeah, I have no, I can't judge baby mom. No. Like, I don't know, what is it like three? <laughs> they're like, my baby's five, it's in kindergarten. I'm like, oh, my bad. <laughs> if I jangle car keys, will it just like look at them or will it drive somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> the babies have two ages for me. It's like fresh baby and then like not fresh baby. It's yeah. Not fresh. It's when they like start to get really gross and their shit is solid and they are just like terrors yeah so it's like fresh babies are cute and like completely useless and then not fresh babies can actually like start you know pulling earrings and stinking up the turds and shit i reckon i think crystal ashtray would probably be that kind of baby (laughs) i think think it's safe to assume that at like 16 she was probably grabbing earrings yeah 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 I, I really want to see the sequel now, or the, yeah, or the yeah. you know catching up with them all mm-hmm. twenty six years later. Mm-hmm. I say this having only seen one episode. <laughs> like we've got another ten to go. I may gradually lose the will to live as the weeks go by. Of course. No, I, th- I think it. I think it gets better. I think that Stephen Bochco, as ABC tried to pressure him to make the show different, mm-hmm. really like doubles down on making it be what he wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. That's promising. Because they really do talk in all the modern interviews. Everybody involved in making it really talks about, like, we were just 
seeing what worked. We were yeah. just throwing it all out there. We were just experimenting, and we knew we were experimenting. And it's funny because all of them will say now, history has proven us right. Because yeah. what do you have now? You have Glee. You have Gallivant. You have all kinds of musicals that are on television, that have been on television since then, that have mm-hmm. been on television now. Television musical has become a really successful genre. Mm-hmm. Um, not so successful that there are a million of them, but like there's been at least one on the air for like probably the last eight or nine years. And there was a, you know, about, I guess it, it, this would be about ten years after Cop Rock, there was a spate of just regular TV shows having a musical episode, right? Yeah. Obviously, Buffy being Buffy. The, the best example. Yeah. Ali McBeal did one. Right. Um, kind of. Because I love the fact it was called Ali McBeal the Musical, almost. <laughs> because they obviously ran out of time and they couldn't either, they either couldn't film more musical scenes or they couldn't think of any other songs to put in mm-hmm. or they couldn't write them. So the musical aspect only lasts about 20 minutes. And then it just turns into a regular episode. <laughs> but I love the fact they said almost. Yeah. So yeah, but there were there were loads of them, right? Right. Yeah. So was Cop Rock the first musical? No. Okay. There was at the same time there was a different show called I think Hull House that was only on for like two episodes. Hull House. Hull. Hull. Oh, okay. Like, like the hull of something. Like oh, a ship. Oh, I see. Yeah. It. Right. Hull House. Uh, yeah, not Hull House. Yeah. That's what Patty and Crystal exactly. Ashtray are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Crystal Ashtray. And I loved how there was like just like the authentic like crack house bed with like the oh, no yeah. sheet. Yeah. And they laid yeah. the baby down and like, you know, like the the, the pink bed was, you know, I've totally been in crack houses like that. <laughs> Honest <laughs> to God. Okay. When I was like 17, I was in my first crack house. I'm, you know. Yeah, was, like you do. Yeah. Oh my God. When you were 17, mm-hmm. is your real name Crystal Ashtray? <laughs> <laughs> Did you sell your baby for $200 and then find out it was only 60 Right. Yeah, no, no, no. no. If, if Netflix do bring it back, like they have done with like Fuller House, mm-hmm. then they should definitely call it Whore House. Whore House. Whore House, yeah. But no, uh, there was this other show that was a different musical the same season. People at the time were like, okay, there are two musicals on now. Maybe mm-hmm. that's going to be a thing. <laughs> Turns out to be no. Uh, yes. Not then, anyway. Um, and there have been a couple of other like attempts at a musical other than this, but those were the first. There, there had been The Singing Detective. There had been uh, shows that would do like a musical episode, or mm-hmm. you know, music was a part of TV shows. Moonlighting did a ton of oh, musical. Yeah. They, they, in the very first season, well, maybe it was the second season of Moonlighting, they do the episode where... They're investigating the the like the haunted jazz club, and each of them falls asleep in it. Yes, and they have a dream with the other one who did yes. it. and uh, and that's a very like strongly musical episode where there's singing and dancing and everything. And it was I don't know six or seven years before this. Hmm. Is that the one where Sybil Shepherd sings "I Told You I Loved You Now Get Out" or something yes. like that? Oh, I love that one. Um, actually, I was thinking um, there was a British television show from the seventies called Rock Follies and I'm pretty sure the first season was 76 um, the second season is actually called Rock Follies of 77 I think which mm-hmm. gives you some idea of when it was on um, and that followed a it's a it's an amazing television show um, and uh, it follows a an all-girl group that's put together uh, uh, that, that come together 
hmm. and um, how they try and make it in the music business mm-hmm. in the 70s. And uh, there's only, there are only ever two seasons. And when you see the end of the second season, you can see, yes, this was definitely planned as a two-season thing. And it's not giving too much away by saying you kind of see their rise and fall, mm-hmm. basically. It's six episodes a season. Well worth checking out. What's and, it called? Uh, Rock Follies. Um, and there's Rock Follies and there's Rock Follies of 77. Um, I think it's 77. And that had, obviously, a mixture of um, songs and dramatic scenes. Mm-hmm. And it was a very... It, it was really interesting in, in, in that it kind of tried to deal with the realities of living in Britain at that time, which mm. you know, wasn't great. Yeah. Um, but um, I guess the way that it differs is that, if I remember correctly... The songs are all sung as kind of you know set pieces. They're not. It's mm-hmm. not like pop rock where the songs are kind of blended in and yeah. and, and uh, uh, in that way. But well worth checking out. Hmm. Well, and there had been. I mean, there are the shows that are like basically stage act shows. Like there had been the Sunny and Cher show. Mm-hmm. There were the Mandrell sisters. There was Hee Haw. There was Shanana. You know things like that. Where the point was. To film a stage performance, basically for television, right. um, and there were things like Solid Gold, and there were things like Live at the Apollo, and you mm-hmm. know, things like that, where you're filming a stage show. Um, but there had also been um, the show just left. Oh, the, the show, another show that was contemporary with this, basically, was the Tracy Ullman show, oh, which okay. did lots of musical episodes. Yeah. I mean, not episodes; it did lots of musical skits. Yes, because mm-hmm. it was a skit comedy show, but they would. Had lots of skits where it would appear to be just a regular skit, and then it would break out into a musical number. Mm-hmm. But and things like Cop Rock and Rock Follies, and, and let's say Buffy and Alton Beale, these are primarily dramas that mm-hmm. weave music in rather than mm-hmm. those kind of variety shows, right? I guess. Right, variety yeah. shows is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 I think it's all, uh, interesting when you look at old comedies, like from the 80s and the 90s, even. I don't know if it was a thing here, but in the, in the UK, You'd have like a half hour sketch show, and then at some point, somebody would, uh, one of the uh, stars would say, and here is Alison Moye. And then Alison Moye mm-hmm. would come on and just do a song, like straight, mm-hmm. and then it would go back to the comedy. <laughs> and you just think, like, you don't get that anymore, do you? Well, that's, that's how the Carol Burnett show originally was. Oh, it was right. originally okay, an yeah. hour-long show, yeah. sketch comedy, but also uh, they would have, between sketches they would have special guests, and yeah. she would come out and just do a music number. It would just be a totally straight music number. Yeah. And uh, and then go back to the sketches. Yeah. And then when it ran in syndication, like now, you can watch it in syndication still, and uh, and all the musical stuff has been cut out, so mm-hmm. it's just the sketches. Uh, is that a rights issue, do you think? Probably a rights issue. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Anyway, so that's all that I have about mm-hmm. the show. I think we've got bad cop, good cop, and innocent innocent bystander. Now, how are you feeling? I'm feeling so innocent bystander because I have not seen a billion of these shows that you've mentioned. I have <laughs> nothing to provide to this podcast I'm sorry. other than occasional humor, which I might have to start drinking if I want to be more humorous. <laughs> For not knowing, I'm like, I'm like making notes. I'm like, wow, I haven't seen that. I haven't. God, 
have I been alive for 38 years? Because did my parents... I think I've kept myself under a rock, and that's my own fault for not having television. No. But it's just, I'm really impressed with your, your guys's knowledge of the number of TV shows and the variety, and I've learned so much. So I will be innocent bystander this week if we're going to switch it up. Okay. I may okay. have to be innocent bystander. On the rag. Because <laughs> <laughs> Did you say I'll on just, the rag? Yeah. The, Good. Not, yeah. Not, on the, not on the rag. Not yet. We've got a couple more weeks. And okay. then I'll be... Good. When we pick up episode two, I'll be on the rag. <laughs> <laughs> and then I might just be bitchy bystander. <laughs> You're a bad cop then, right? right. Um, it yeah. isn't so much that I know a lot about television, as that my childhood was very boring. Yes, okay. I, yes, as was mine. I just ran away a lot, and apparently spent time in crack houses. So I, I guess it wasn't, say. mine wasn't too boring, I guess, at all. I just didn't have time to watch fucking, you know, it's Dawn not, of the Dead, and The Room. And it's <laughs> not that you don't, you didn't know this stuff, it's because... You forgot it because of all the crack. I guess. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I will uh, take uh, Bad Cop this week because okay. I think uh, I I really did like it, but I was bothered by bits of it that didn't seem to bother anybody else, and that might be be my nitpicky attitude. But I'm sorry, that armpit sweat just <laughs> it almost ruined the episode for me. <laughs> The dancing cops at the beginning, going on their tippy toes. Yeah. I found that quite grating. Um, the fat suit, the prosthetics, mm-hmm. that the the camera angle, the editing. Um, oh, Jesus Christ, it sounds like I fucking hated it. But no, uh, <laughs> You're like, I so loved it. <laughs> but I did, also, I loved it. Also the writing and every single actor and their mothers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially Crystal Ashtray's mom. <laughs> Hate the fact that Linda Evans didn't didn't play Crystal in it, even though that character was plainly named for her. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I've changed my mind now. I fucking hated it. Uh, <laughs> which in leaves, fact, fuck this next week. We're gonna watch Millennium. Goodbye. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Which leaves you as good cop. I'm good so. cop, but I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. Like, okay, things I just sincerely and completely unironically love that I think they did super well. A, um, I thought that that song at the end, Sandman's Coming, yeah. song for Patty selling Crystal Ashtray, was a really genuinely emotionally affecting song. Like, and it's, she clearly has no idea. Like, she she's so completely unaware of the anguish of her own circumstance because mm-hmm. the last time we see her she's screaming at cops about how they don't care about her and her baby and how they don't have anywhere to live and they don't mm-hmm. have any food and then like she sings this really touching and well performed yeah. and well written mm-hmm. song about how the baby needs to just like chill out basically because everything's going to be okay mm-hmm. and then she sells it for $200 in cash to a dude who drives off in a Volvo station wagon who, like, who didn't put it in the safety who, seat who, that he yeah, said that yeah. she had they had right and like it's so sketchy and so clearly obviously awful what is happening yes. like we are witnessing human trafficking on the screen and yeah. a heartrending song and they don't play it for laughs at all yeah. like no. it is a dead serious and it's very understated yeah. they also do not hit us with a hammer about how awful it is they just kind of let it let dawn break on that tragedy mm-hmm. you know yeah. in its own sweet time 
And I felt like that was so well done. Um, yeah. I also thought that the, despite the sweaty armpits, I thought the, like the really understated nature of the scene between Captain Not Mustache and, and, and the dude who, and, and Officer Overreacting, uh-huh. um, where he like will not look at them even. Like he was just staring at the ceiling. He won't even take his hands off of the, like the, the, uh, the bench press bar. Uh-huh. And, the, and Captain Not Mustache says, do you have a girlfriend? And he just says, uh. And she, and he says, give her a call. Tell her to pick you up. Keep my number handy. Mm. You know, and like, clearly he's, the time and the culture and the kind of cop show they're trying to be doesn't really permit there to be this like in-depth emotional conversation mm-hmm. there. But he still manages, and even though he is trying so hard to just be the wooden plank in the corner compared to everybody else literally singing and dancing their way through the show, um, he manages to convey like a real sense of like, I know you've been through a tragic circumstance, but I don't actually understand what has happened to you, and I'm not going to try to like say that I understand. I'm not going to say I've been there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, you've been through a bad situation. Now I'll deal with it, you know, and I'll help you deal with it as best I can, mm-hmm. which is a really humane moment between the two of them. Um, and I just feel like that's really well done. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like that. Yeah, still no song about peeing, though, was there? Still no song about peeing. And we still had to look at that, that dude stand there with his tripod, like, against the wall, trying to hold himself up while he waits to pee. <laughs> God. Well, swings and roundabouts, I'd say. Swings and roundabouts? Yeah. There's, like, ups and downs, isn't there? It's oh, a very okay. good thing as a, a bad thing. I think that's what that means. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm really looking forward to next week, because I know what happens but. I'm looking forward to next week because I did like quite a lot of it, probably a bit more than I'm letting on, <laughs> but I also like like not liking some of it as well. Oh, absolutely. I think I'm still going to say when the song comes on, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a reasonable reaction, frankly. Um, so anyway, I am now Sergeant Snout. I'm Officer Orifice. And Detective Duda. And uh, thank you for listening. Let's Watch Cop Rock is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, Share-Alike, 4.0 International License. The theme music for Let's Watch Cop Rock is The Crime by Risework, released under a Creative Commons, Non-Commercial, Share-Alike, 3.0 License. Stick around after this outro for a peek at what it was like the first time we tried to say our podcast names. And don't forget, you can find us on Twitter as at CopRocker. Thanks for listening. I'm Detective Dudo. And, uh... We can edit it out later. You might need to. <laughs> Should we like elect a new name? We just have to say it until it stops being funny. Yeah, exactly. Okay. No. It's <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> not gonna be right now. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, <clears throat> and I'm 
First episode of Let's Watch Cop Rock. Yay! Yay! I kind of wish we 